0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films, every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Set in the winter of 2002 at Chile upstate, in Chile, upstate New York, after tells a story of a Middle-class families struggling with financial consequences of a failing family business and a series of intergenerational conflicts and rivalries. But what really, truly threatens this, to upset this delicate balance and shatter the emotionally fragile family matriarch, played by Karen Quinlan, is an intricately buried secret that, if revealed, could alter their lives irrevocably. The searing study of denial, deception, and self-delusion after is a powerful portrait of the lengths we go to protect those we love, and they it does. And we are joined today by the director Peter Gaspers and also Sabrina uh, G- Generino, and she is the producer of the film After. Welcome to Film School. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. You're much so- needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. Well, uh, let me start with uh, you, Peter. The, you, where did the story uh, for After? Come from?
1: Well, it it originated from Sabrina. Basically, uh, we we had gone through September 11th. We lived three blocks from the World Trade Center and had gone through that day, and, and obviously lost a lot of family members, and of course our house, and so on and so forth. And it actually started as a healing process for Sabrina. Okay. It was, you know, being an actor at the time in New York City um, and going through such darkness. And she was home on the street as everything unfolded and, and tried to help as much as she could. Well, well, because Peter, she was in a such dark place, she needed to find a medium in which she could heal.
0: Right. Now, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned or... Yeah, let's uh, let our listeners know that you lived just blocks away from from the twin towers. Is is that my understanding? Is that correct?
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: so, we did. So So Sabrina, you were were you home literally when this occurred? Or yeah,
2: the oh, first plane woke me up. Um, oh, my. <laughs> cracked my walls. My dogs are barking. No idea what was going on. Um, we, you know, I went immediately out to my balcony. I look up, nobody sees anything. Cause that's how close we were. I literally would have had to have done a backbend to see the top of the tower. Uh, and then the phone started ringing and then, you know, they already had people on the news thinking that the pilot had a heart attack, something along those lines. And then when the second one hit, it was pretty apparent of what was going on. Cracked some more walls.
0: Were you, you um, were still in your apartment when the second plane hit the tower? Mhm. Oh yeah,
2: oh my. Yeah. so I wrote this as sort of a, I wrote the script as well, and um, my first one, and I didn't know what I was doing, and we actually didn't intend to make it. It was literally, you know, okay, where's rock bottom? Because I was a mess for a very, very long time, so I needed to just find rock bottom, because the only place from there is up. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some friends had read it and said, you guys really need to make this, because there's a lot of people that could use some healing as well. You know, let them know we hear you, and it's not just about, you know, the, the, the events. It's, we don't corner the market of survivors on grief. So it's really about loss and how this particular family dealt with it. That was just my experience, so I couldn't write about a car accident or a plane crash or, you know, God forbid, a murder. That wasn't my experience
0: you know that you bring up something very interesting to me because i think we we as a nation have spent a lot of time um focused on kind of the geopolitical ramifications the big picture of 911 and and our reaction our military uh, reaction uh, to it and we've also focused a lot of attention when it comes to uh, the victims of this horrific uh, inf- event on on fire and and police and it, rightfully i mean that the, these, these were very brave people running into a building that was in, yeah. in virtual collapse so there there is that part of it but there there haven't been a lot of dramas a lot of attention paid to the thousands of other people whose lives were lost as well as impacted by this and um so my hats off to you my uh congratulations for doing Thank a you. story on this um it, it, are my perceptions? It, do you feel? Th- is that accurate, Peter? What I'm talking about? Oh
1: my goodness! Yes. I mean, one, you know, there's a, there's a subtone to the film that talks basically about truth and being open, and it's there's very much a political statement without taking a side, more on the lines of how how much have we actually progressed? How much of this issue and these deep seated issues do we think about? You know. The the uh, survivors outside of just the victim, you know, and that's kind of what the the subtone of the film is. Really, if you step back and look where we are politically, economically, societal-wise, you know, where we stand in this day and age. I mean, the 9/11 Commission just came out with another report stating that we're as far as security concerns, we've fallen back into the same patterns we have prior to September 11th. So how how much have we actually progressed in this world, in this day and age? And how much has fear taken over?
0: And Sabrina, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it, it, when, again, as I wrote
2: it for healing, I just tried to do my best um, because it's a period piece, which is odd to say, right? It yeah. was only, it, it takes place in 2002. Right. So it's very strange to call it a period piece, but the truth is, is that was you know what, fourteen, twelve, twelve years ago now. Yeah. What year are we in? <laughs> Thirteen yeah. years, twelve years. Uh, so at the time, all of these things were going on, and it's the, the reason for the title is now we can't talk about nine right. eleven without it being before and after in every so. You know, we talk about it economically and politically and whatnot, and it's always before and after. Uh, and the after of what this family is dealing with. So, yes, I mean, I didn't realize some of the political undertones that were taking place as I was writing it, um, but it's there. I mean, for me, it was really about you know when you when you take a life, you're not just taking that life; you are taking the life of everyone who loves that person.
0: Yeah, and this, there's a there. And uh, by the way, one reminder: our listeners were speaking with uh, Peter Gaspers and uh, Sabrina uh, Gennarino. Of the uh, director and producer of the film After stars Kathleen Quinlan John Doman and a lot of other people and we'll get into all of that in a second but I always found this to kind of be a, a fascinating um, it, it, way that when something very public like this happens uh, that uh, it, obviously 9-11 is a defining moment in American history but there's something uh, about a moment like this and it's not the only thing that you can point to that is like this where uh your private grief is kind of filtered through this prism of this perception of what happened, perception that people have, and this sort of shared, that, that, I don't know if it's always appropriate, but a shared sense of grief that's beyond your personal grief that, that people are invested in, and how difficult that would be for people to sort of process all of that, to, to kind of, you know, there's this kind of public component to all of this, and I I just, you know, it's a universal theme, grief, getting past it, moving on, rebuilding your life. But then you you throw in on top of this something that you're being constantly reminded of if you're an American citizen, and especially around September, it, it becomes, you know, a big part of it. So it's, it's just a difficult, it's just difficult. I mean, it must be for, mm-hmm. for people to go through, um, but it's just...
2: Oh, it is, and you know, again, back to the the thought process here, you know. And I knew we couldn't make it. It's not, you know, and I know it's hard to to believe, but it isn't a nine eleven film. No, you know, like I, I yes, it. and I
0: don't want to get away. Yeah, <laughs> I you. could not.
2: There was no way, and nor did we want to focus on the event itself yeah. because there's people involved in this event, which I think we've lost sight of a little bit. Yeah, um, as people, but it affects. It is. It's universal. I mean, it, the depression that I was experiencing after that um, for a very, very long time, it affects everyone. We just Mm -hmm. lost one of the greats in Robin Williams to severe depression. It's so painful.
0: Yeah.
2: It's so painful. It does not matter who you are. It affects everyone. And, you know, the choices that this family made was the best that they could do. They certainly didn't intend for it to go on as long as it did. Yeah. So it became almost at first easier and, and it became overwhelmingly painful because nobody could really grieve. Nobody could really move on while yeah. they were protecting. Right. So what do you do, you know?
0: And yeah. that's
1: kind of the focus is, you know, how much time do we actually spend on the value of, of the grief? You know, look at what's going on in Ferguson right now in Gaza. There are uh, effects to our actions that I think, Sabrina and I coming from a place of, of wanting to tell our personal story and wanting to share our personal story, I think very much lines up with the world we live in today and, and the message we're trying to convey.
2: Yeah, and it was more, um, you know, it's how I took the stance for the film of how would my family react if that were me, because it almost was. Yeah. Um, and and that is pretty much how my family would react to a certain degree i mean we're, we're italians and everything's always fine yeah you know no matter what happens we don't talk about it and here let me make you some food hey it, it's
0: <laughs> yeah hey, hey sabrina the Itali- italians got nothing on the irish catholics okay no in that, in that exactly so don't, don't, don't the, it, please totally. please <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and mike
1: that's been that's been one of the most amazing things because obviously you make a film like this and it's different than what the normal independent pattern is and what the typical studio pattern is and, and going against the grid and being conscious of that yeah. you know one of the most humbling and, and rewarding aspects of this process is the amount of people that come to us to open up and talk about their family and that you know whether it be uh, a, a jewish community uh, members of the jewish community or the asian community or the catholic community and it goes on and on and on of the similarities between how their family functions and how we don't talk about these yeah. things. How they are the silent aspects I and mean, these people open their hearts to us and tell us their, their, their dark stories I and mean, it really is through, through this process of writing the film and and fighting to get it out and finally making it and and it's out there for the to share to the world it, it's been a journey for us in healing as well yeah. you know we've had to walk the same streets That the ghosts walked, so to speak. And, you know, for us, it's a little bit different. My involvement came from just visually being there, smelling it, knowing it. You know, I I wasn't the first choice for myself or Sabrina as the director. You know, when we produced this, we knew that this film was much bigger than us from the start. And, you know, I had worked down in the rubble for two weeks recovering bodies, it was my backyard. You know, we had dealt with the the smoke and the cleaning out of everything, so it just became a healing process for us. And to be able to share that, as you know, uh, humanity on this planet really starts to find its, its footing and what it wants out of this existence. You know, it's been a, it's been an incredible ride for us as well.
0: Which reminds, let's—that's a nice segue into letting people know that the film is playing and starts today uh, at the uh, Lemley NoHo in North Hollywood NoHo sure. Theater, and um, it—and if they want to find out more about the film, they can go to afterthefilm.com, dot com dot com, find out more about screenings and availability, uh, any of the uh, other platforms. Uh, what's the what's the plan on the uh, yeah. iTunes and all that other. What's going on
2: Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. We wanted the whole country, basically, and <clears throat> Canada as well, to see it at the same time. So we went with the day and date. Okay. Um, so it's available on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Cinema Now, Google Play, uh, pretty much all of those platforms. And the, um, I think the in-demand, in-demand, like on-demand? Yeah. Yeah, that, is <laughs> that as well. And then we open. Also, for if you have any listeners in Phoenix or Tampa, we open there Friday, this Friday as well, and then next week in Boston, Philly at Cherry Hill. I mm-hmm. Cherry <laughs> um, <hello>, Hill. <laughs> We're from that area, though. So. And Chicago.
0: Okay. Well, the the, uh, the film school <clears throat> uh, media empire is is uh, basically just becoming the uh, the Borg of all independent film. Related nice. shows, so uh, we're we're so people are can be listening to this show. And that's one of the great things about current media. Anybody could list, be listening to this show anywhere. So yeah. no 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 harm in letting people know all the different places they could see it. So uh, and we yeah, barely can follow we,
2: us on the, you know uh, Twitter, okay, and Facebook, and we're on all of those things. So are as well. you
0: are you hashtag after the the movie? Is that how, after the film after the I'm sorry after the film pardon me yeah okay um, no we haven't even, we barely talked about you know the casting and the great performances in it and uh, all the rest of it so and we are running short on time so tell me a little bit about you know putting this film together uh, It was it a was it an example of getting someone like Kathleen Quinlan, who is is the the big name in this cast, uh, and then that did it, all the other stuff fall into place, or did you have things in place and then Kathleen came aboard? A little bit about how that happened.
1: Yeah, no, this was this was insanity. This was a two week pre pro and a twenty day shoot.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Rock and On roll. Thirty five millimeter. Yeah, so.
0: what thirty oh. five? You shot
1: in thirty five. They were shot on 35. Oh, wow. Uh, with one pickup day for me to hang out of the uh, helicopter.
0: Yes, uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Needed that experience. Um,
2: uh,
1: no, the, the, it was magical. In all honesty, it was on the fly and crazy. We had amazing crew uh, that this film would not be possible if they did not kill themselves in the winter freezing cold of Rochester, New York, which is an, an amazing canvas, but uh, Kerry Barden and Paul Schneid, the uh, amazing casting directors, uh, brought in many many options for me. I knew what we, we knew we were looking for a cast in which the audience could fall into. We didn't want to make it, you know, uh, celebrity after celebrity after celebrity, and and pull away from what the overall storyline was. You know, they worked very hard because my style, I like to actually watch uh, talent go through interviews, and I like to sit down and meet people as humans, because at this level, we all know that they can perform, and they're amazing, and from John Doman to Pablo Schreiber to Diane Neal, Darren DeWitt-Henson, Adam Scarambolo, they just... They just came in with their game face on and nailed it. Yeah. Everything I asked of them, they, they gave me. Well, yeah,
2: you... and getting her, getting Kathleen Quinlan was just the. I mean, there was no way in hell we thought that was going to happen. And thank mm-hmm. God she responded. She only had, as most of them did, about three or four days with the script. Yeah, and we shot her breakdown sort of scene. I don't want to give too much away, but we already have. So anyway, yeah, uh, the yeah. first day. Okay. that is,
0: Tells you the amazingness of her. Yeah, the time. It, it, it. Yeah, and that, it, that she's a pro. Uh, you like you said, you got a great cast here, uh, and and that's that's a great thing about indies. Is uh, you know, the, the, usually if you can get these names, you're not asking for you know three months of their life. You're asking for a few days, uh, and uh, they'll come in and, and they deliver the goods. Uh, that's what you're after, and and they, they set a tone for the entire cast. They sort of raise the bar. It's it's a great way. It's it's I'm, I'm just thrilled when I when I hear and see people being able to take advantage of of those situations and congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Congratulations. again. I want to let people know after is uh it, it's at the Lemley Noho in North Hollywood terrific uh, theater complex in Southern California as are a lot of the Lemley theaters are just terrific places to see after and up, and these kind of films, I always encourage people to check those out, as well as as you said, we who all kinds of platforms, iTunes, Hulu. What else did you say? Google, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah, um,
2: uh, Cinema Now has been fantastic. I mean, we just again just so blessed. Yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So well, we do. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, congratulations to both you, Peter Gaspars and uh, and and Sabrina uh director and producer of the film After. Thank you so much for being on Film School. Thank
1: you, thank Mike. you, Mike. Thanks for having us.
0: You're welcome. All the best. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar.